0: Today on Watching Your Wealth, an ad man from the Mad Men era discusses his keys to success. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. I'm Veronica Dagger. Keith Reinhardt began his career as a copywriter and went on to become one of the most influential figures in advertising history, He's co-founder of the Omnicom Group and is now chairman emeritus of DDB Worldwide. Welcome, Keith.
1: Thank you. Nice to be here.
0: Great to have you. So, Keith, I want you to come on the show and share your story as it's pretty inspirational. You grew up um, in a rural Midwest town. You tried to get a job at eight ad agencies <laughs> in New York City when you were in your early 20s. You didn't have a whole network of connections, and you faced a lot of rejection. And so I wanted to hear from you what that was like and how you overcame it, because I think there's some of our listeners are millennials and perhaps in a similar situation.
1: Well, yes. uh, If you want to be in the advertising business, by the way, you need to be comfortable with rejection because (laughs) uh, it's sort of a daily experience. I mean, you have this great idea and you know that their client is going to love it and then for some reason it's rejected. Not so much. So you keep persisting. But... Yes, I, I came to uh, New York City right after graduating from high school, uh, dead set on becoming a member of the uh, of Madison Avenue community. I had no uh, connections, uh, no money, uh, a little bit of talent, maybe uh, no experience, certainly. So I went through phone booths. Remember phone booths? <laughs> <Right>, sort of. <laughs> sort of. And I would call, like, McCann Erickson or J. Walter Thompson and say, I'm looking for a job, and the voice at the other end would say, as what? And I'd say, <laughs> as anything, you know, yeah. but uh, rejection after rejection, of course. So,
0: um. How'd you keep going? Because I would think that well, was really <laughs> tough at that age and no money and nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, I went back to Indiana and, uh, I got a job as, a, as an apprentice in a, uh, an advertising art studio in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and kept trying to uh, from there to get a job in one of the advertising agencies in Fort Wayne. I wrote a, a wonderful letter to the head of an agency in Fort Wayne, and I didn't even get a response. However, a couple years ago, the president of that agency <laughs> called me and said... <laughs> It's come to our attention that you once applied oh, for a job, no.
0: here,
1: and our executive committee oh, has now re- reconsidered your application. <laughs> Joking, of course, but I did yeah. not uh, take him up on that. I, so then I, for for 10 years, I found ways to work around the advertising agency business. I got jobs in film studios and advertising art studios in Chicago, uh, always trying to break into the agency business. And finally. After 10 years of trying, I had an interview with a big Chicago agency, and I thought I was an art director, and they looked at my book and said, uh, we have no openings for art directors, but we do have an opening for a beginning copywriter. And I said, I'll take it. (laughs) So I guess that maybe that's one thing, is that you... Take whatever opportunity presents itself.
0: That's a really even though point. it took
1: ten years for it to present itself.
0: Ten years just seems like and, <laughs> like an eternity. And I, I would think some of our listeners are like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't wait ten years for my break. I feel like I should have it right now." What do you say to them?
1: Well, you you take every opportunity that presents itself, and you learn something from whatever that is. And it turns out that once I finally broke into the agency business, I had all this experience in in the film industry, in commercial art, and, um, and it helped me. It helped me, uh, Possibly progress a little faster than, than maybe had I gotten the job at McCann Erickson from the phone booth.
0: That's, that's yeah. a really good point. You can learn something from every experience. As trivial or maybe not so trivial as it seems, maybe it seems unrelated, it can apply to a future job. So nothing is lost. I think that's a really great lesson. I
1: would, the the, the yeah. other thing is to, to hold on to your dream. I mean, don't that's let, a great point. Don't let go uh, because, uh, you know, it can be discouraging and dreams can fade. So sure. if it really is your your dream, then you have to press on with uh, persistence and determination and say, okay, well, I was rejected again this time, but now I think I have a different idea to go at it a different way.
0: How do you keep that persistence and keep that outlook when you are getting rejected and it feels personal?
1: Uh, well, you can't take it personally. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> the first thing you do is you say, okay, now, uh, if, if somebody... Uh, if it does get personal, then you say, OK, what uh, of the criticism is actually true? Is any of that true? And if yes, what can I do to correct that? And if no, then disregard it.
0: Disregard it. Okay. Disregard yeah. it. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, in terms of, uh, you said starting out, you sat by the office coffee maker and that helped you become CEO. <laughs> I love that when you talk, tell that story. What do you mean by that? And what I, lessons can we learn by I that? I
1: don't know where you heard that
0: story. But <laughs> I
1: around. frequently say that, uh, you know, when I got this, this job as a beginning copywriter, that I didn't even have a cubicle. They gave me a workstation next to the coffee and soda machines. And uh, so it was very hard for me to concentrate on any creative work during the day because everybody in the agency approached me and said hey kid you got changed for a dollar so all I did was <laughs> make change but I got to know everybody in the agency so one day they made me CEO. <laughs> That's <great. laughs> so It didn't happen quite that quickly but I did make a lot of friends and have uh, some really interesting relationships that uh, did well by me as we uh, advanced uh, through the ranks.
0: I was going to say, do you think internal networking, I mean, you probably weren't thinking I'm networking right now, but in a sense, is that a a sort of a a networking exercise that some people might try to adapt in their own life? It
1: is, Veronica, and it's a good point because when somebody says, is is there anything you would do differently if you were writing a memo to your 20-year-old self? And that is one thing I would do differently. I would appreciate and understand the value of networking much earlier than I did. I grew up in a very conservative uh, religious community where you didn't mi- you didn't mind other people's business. You did what you were supposed to do. You did it to the best of your ability and you focused on your job without reaching out. I learned how important it is to network. And that would be my advice to anybody is build your network.
0: That's a great advice, right? Because we all know that just doing your job well, that's great and that's important, but that's not necessarily always going to get you that pr- next promotion or that next raise. You have to Build out who you know so you can find out different opportunities and also advance yourself and let other people know the good work you're doing, too. Absolutely. Um, we hear so much about personal branding, and you are this branding expert you've worked on and are responsible for so many amazing campaigns. Um, and we hear, you know, for millennials, we hear, you know, we need to have our own personal brand. So I'm just wondering, what branding tips do you have <laughs> from your years of experience for us?
1: Well, to establish your personal brand, you do the same thing. Uh, You follow the same steps as creating a commercial brand. Uh, First of all, you sit down and write a brand narrative. And the brand narrative ought to answer at least questions like, uh, where do I come from in terms of uh, uh, your geography, your history, your uh, philosophy? Where do I come from? Um, What do I believe? Uh, What am I really good at? Uh, what are my values, what am I like as a person, pick three adjectives to describe yourself as a person, Um, and uh, write that narrative, Uh, what do I value, what do I fight for, what do I fight against, and now that you have that narrative, try um, try to boil that concept down into three Ps. There's a point of view, what is my point of view? Out of the point of view, how do I feel about things? Uh, out of that point of view comes a promise, uh, so that everyone who encounters me will benefit in what way? Will 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 feel what way? Hmm. Uh, and then those two are wrapped in a um, a personality. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I just did for. Um, I mean, I didn't do it for Beyonce, but I'm <laughs> I'm u- using it as. Well a, listen, to anything uh, about uh, Beyonce?
0: Well, I'm using it as an example.
1: Yeah, sure. um, or um, yeah, Beyonce's point of view is women are powerful. And her promise to all of us is, I will be fearlessly outspoken. And her p- personality then is independent and unapologetically fierce. Whereas uh, Lady Gaga, <laughs> uh, her, her point of view, I would say is, don't let anyone tell you you can't be exactly as you are. Love her that. promise is, I will push the boundaries of sight and sound and freak you out. <laughs> and and her personality is that of a sort of free bitch, edgy, and outrageous. And then I did one for Bob Dylan. Point of view, all these accolades just get in the way. His promise is all I can do is be me, whatever that is, and his personality is reclusive and a quiet uh, rebel. Indeed,
0: so indeed. So if you do yeah. that,
1: if you do that for yeah. yourself, and then how do all your communications reflect that concept? Uh, how, how does your Instagram Uh, reflect that in your social media? Can you sit down and uh, figure out what color that brand should be and uh, whether it should have uh, a sort of a symbol that reflects all these things you've written in your brand narrative and tried to uh, synthesize in the three P's? Point of view, promise, and personality. That's how I would go. These
0: around. are great tips. I think this will help people focus their attention, focus their efforts on uh, the job search or whatever search they're trying to do, whether it's build their business or build their personal brand.
1: Yeah, because you have to remember, there are there are thousands, millions of competitors out there, competitive brands, great and in point. our in our business. You know, every resume looks like every resume. So how are you going to make yours different? And how are you going to stand out? out you know,
0: Excellent so tips. Whatever. This is so much fun. I would love for you to stick around and take our fun branding quiz. Would you stick around and do that, Keith? Sure. All right. Thanks you, sticker. High inflation has impacted many of us. But what happens when prices go up 55, 67, or even 276%? It makes living more costly. It eats into your paycheck. At the end of the day, the salary itself, it's not enough. And money quickly loses value. You can't see if you can't do anything. Check out our complete series on extreme world inflation from A to Z, from What's News, plus other exclusive content on WSJ Special Access, only for WSJ subscribers. Round two. Keep tabs on the markets. Listen to WSJ's Money Beat podcast for straight talk on Wall Street that's right on the money. WSJ podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for advertising legend Keith Reinhardt to take our fun branding quiz. You ready, Keith?
1: Uh, Sure.
0: All <laughs> right. What's the best branding advice you ever received?
1: Well, that a brand is not a logo or a slogan. A brand is... Who you are, what you do, how you do it, and why.
0: Neat. Worst branding advice you ever heard?
1: Well, I think a lot of, but I think maybe the worst was that uh, a brand is a promise. Well, it is a promise, but it's so much more than that. When you think about a brand like Apple, how much more than a promise with style and integrity of brand all through every touch point? So I think that was a bad, bad advice.
0: Interesting. Fill in the blank. A good brand can buy?
1: Trust, loyalty
0: film a blank good brand can't buy
1: market share i mean that has to be earned
0: indeed if you won a million dollars after tax what brand would you improve or promote
1: brand usa
0: oh that is a good good <laughs> answer thank you so much this now where's
1: is, my million dollars
0: yeah we're, i don't know we're, we're working on it uh this has been a lot of fun thanks so much for joining us keith
1: you're welcome it was fun a lot of fun
0: Great. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com podcast. Thanks for listening. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.